Before we start with God's Word, um, if you've been reading the news, um, if I'm not sure if your employer or you have went to NTUC <laughs> or Shengshong. And if you go today, I believe you will, never, will not be able to find bread. You know, the world is panicking because of the things that's happening. But as people of God, we are called to be still in the Lord. But as we still before the Lord, we are also called to pray and ask God to intervene. So I just want to highlight before we go to God's Word, a few here. Here is in China. This is a DIY or makeshift hospital that they have created. Because of the numbers of people that are affected, they have created this um, um, temporary hospital in, in one particular place. And a few days ago, I took a snap and, on, online, and this is where all the, the spread is happening. This two days ago, and it's not uh, updated. If you will look, there is more numbers that's increasing. And a, a Chinese pastor also wrote an urgent call to prayer. A pray that we should ask the Lord to Lord intervene. And if you're a pastor in China, it is challenging. Just imagine your members is there suffering, having this virus. How will you respond? So we're going to pray for the pastors and even the churches there. And also, last night, uh, early this morning, they said there's seven new confirmed cases. And now it's a total of 40 of them here in Singapore. So in a few minutes, let's in our, we're just going to partner in twos. And we're going to pray, Lord, may you intervene with this happening, this virus, this pandemic that's happening in our nation, in this place. But we also pray that you give wisdom upon the government and also, Lord, use this time so that people will draw near to you. Amen? So let's just partner with one another and just ask the Lord to intervene. Let's just pray. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Oh, Lord, you yes, Lord, you're sovereign, God. You are in control, oh, Lord. You're sovereign. Lord, we, Lord, revive the hearts of people to pray, to seek your will, to cry out to you, to call upon you, because you are a firm foundation, Lord. It is in you, Lord, that we can be still, O oh Lord God. And we thank you, Lord, that we can cry out to you. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, intervene, O oh God, in this situation, Lord. May you grant wisdom to be upon the government. Lord God. Hallelujah. Lord, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Find rest, my soul. Oh, Lord, Lord Jesus, we find rest in you. You are our firm foundation, and we will not be shaken. When the world, Lord, are panicking, 
and responding in fear. Lord, we pray that the church will rise and respond in faith, trusting in your promises and in your character, Lord God. Lord, we humbly come to you that you will protect our families, that you will protect our children, that you will protect your church. Even right now, oh God, with many congregations, Lord, or churches are gathering, Lord, we ask for your protection, oh God. Lord, we also remember China and the pastors and the churches there. Lord, may you just give them strength. So as they minister to their members, Lord, kayo po humilos, Panginoon. And I pray, Lord, that you will use this event, Lord. Use this event that people will draw near to you, that they will seek you, and they will find you, and may it bring glory to your name. So we thank you, O God. We ask for your mercy and grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. You know, last week we were blessed as we celebrate our 23rd anniversary and it's a very encouraging reminder that we are called to be a balanced church. Dr. Simon Chan said that do not aim to be a perfect church because we will never be perfect. Why? Look at the person beside you. That person is not perfect. And of course, the other person is you who is not perfect. But yet, Dr. Simon encouraged us to be balanced in learning, balanced in fellowship, balanced in worship, and the balance in our mission as we go and go deeper in our God's work. It's a very beautiful reminder as we, we celebrate 23rd anniversary. And you know, our team for 2020 is starting right and finishing well. And if you look at the pictures that was embedded in our banner, you notice that there is a person that's starting to run and another picture that's finishing the race. For a person that who wants to run, he must first learn to walk. We all agree that. And a person who desires to walk, he needs to learn to what? To dance, to stand. It's, it's, it's logical. If you want to run, you, know, you need to learn to walk. If you need to walk, you need to learn to stand. And some people are not able to run, walk, or stand because of the physical condition. Some of them are crippled, some of them are lame in the, it's, it's the physical. And it's similar in our spiritual life, in our daily walk. There are times in our life that we'll be crippled by the situation and the condition that we are in. In the weight of life that sometimes is so heavy to carry that we are lame and couldn't move forward. We are able, we're not able to run, walk, and stand in victory because at times the weight is heavy. And we try to find solution only to realize that our strength and resources are limited. And we became helpless and hopeless and we need the only thing that we need is to God, for God to intervene in our lives. You know, brothers and sisters, may we no longer be crippled, but have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. May we respond in faith as we hold on His promises, as He instructs us today with this word. Rise up and walk. Kaya right now, invite all of us to rise up, and read Acts chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. Rise up 
As we read Acts chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. Let's read together. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask alms from those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and his ankles were made strong. And lifting up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple, asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Let us pray. Lord, we are grateful, O oh God, that we are gathered here today. As we look into your word, we ask for your Holy Spirit to illuminate it, that our heart, Lord, be open to receive your voice. Lord, we need you. And may we find encouragement and reminder, O oh Lord, that there's a power in your name. Lord, I pray if any one of us need encouragement, crippled by situation, Lord, may we see hope in you. May we have that faith to rise up and walk because you instructed us to do that, Lord. So we thank you for this afternoon. May you have your way as we study your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. It's a beautiful story that we have read. Man, you know, in the early church, the church were growing tremendously. It is growing because of the mighty move of God to the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit moved, there's power in the preaching of the gospel. And each time Peter, the apostle, would preach, people were added in the church. And as the gospel is being preached, it is accompanied with signs and wonders. And in the text that we have read, the author was giving an example on how God uses miracle to play a major role in sharing the gospel, in propagating the gospel. In our reading, Peter and John were going to the temple at the ninth hour. And if you look ninth hour, it means 3 p.m. It is their custom to go to the temple to pray. Normally, the Jewish people will go, especially the Jewish men, will go to the temple to pray three times a day. And this one of the times, the 3 p.m. And they were, Peter and John and were walking, and then they noticed this lame man. In, in verse 2, this is how the lame man was described. And a lame man, lame from birth, was being carried who was laid daily at the gate of the temple and has been asking for alms. When you notice here in the text that he's been, he's been crippled since young. 
And you notice here that he's been dependent on others. People would carry him around. Carried. And where is he carried to? At the gate. Because during that time, if you are lame, blind, or you have a defect, you cannot enter the temple. And what is he doing? He's asking for alms. Naglilimus Have you ever pondered how old is this man? If you've been reading your, your Bible, you will know how old this man. I was doing a research. He said that the life, average life expectancy of people during that time was 48, 49, 50 years old because lack of medicine and so on. How, do you, how old do you think this man is? Wala, Mga graduates! I give you the, the clue. In verse 22 in chapter 4, it says, For the man on whom this sign healing performed was more than 40 years old. So since young, all the way, he's been doing that. He's been lame, he's been crippled, brought in the temple at the gate asking for alms. And if, if you just ponder this man for 40 years, if life expectancy is around 40, 50, 50 plus, then probably this is his last lap. Now, if you you'll be if you if you just imagine the things that's happening in this man's mind and heart. He is helpless. Suffering from young, he'll be sitting down, seeing his friends running, and he's there sitting down, alms, alms. He's helpless because he's dependent on others. People have to go to him. I just try to imagine if he needs to go to the toilet, he cannot go around crawling somewhere. He will have to ask somebody to bring him there and here and there. He's dependent, he's helpless. Another aspect about him is his despise. In, during the time in the society, they are insignificant to the society because they don't contribute to the economic of the, the people. At the same time, he, he is unclean, being looked down by the religious leader. No one there to, religious leader will not dare to touch and mingle with them because they might, you know, go lame yan, dirty yan. He is rejected. Probably he feels rejected. And the question in his mind, Lord, why me? He might be looking around. The jealousy in, in him said, Bakit pa ako? This man's helplessness and rejection lead him to that hopelessness. That he resigned to anything that can, good thing can happen to him. They just have to beg for alms. Now, who among you have ever gave brochure before? Or trucks before? Have you ever tried giving that? How many times were rejected? How do you feel when you're rejected? Sad. This guy is there in the, in the temple. People passing by just give the alms to so, what would he be feeling? He feel nobody. 
He feels significant. No one, hopeless, rejected. You know, this lame man is not just crippled physically. He is also crippled emotionally, mentally, and more importantly, spiritually. And like some of us, we are crippled emotionally, mentally. But the things that's happening in us, and at times spiritually because of things that we are going through. And this revealed to us, without God, man is helpless. First point, man's helpless condition. What Dr. Simon shared last Sunday is that a church is filled with broken people. In one way or another, we are helpless and at times hopeless broken and man is crippled in many ways man is crippled in our condition before we begin we, we receive jesus as lord and savior our first cause of our lameness is this is our spiritual depravity we are sinful nature we can never be accepted by god because of our condition we all fall short and we've seen and have, and have stumbled many times. And we are crippled by this condition. We must always remember that our spiritual birth and our spiritual progress can only happen by God's grace and mercy in our life. Man is crippled also by the situation that we are going through. Sometimes mental stress. People go depression. People go through challenging things and they begin to think. Just imagine if you're a mother working in Singapore and then your employer asks you to work here and there, two houses. And then your husband knocking at, always texting you and saying, SMSing you, can you send more money? And then you, are, you came to Singapore to work so hard so that your children can have a good future. But the problem is this, your son skip school again mental stress you begin to think and sometimes you get snap some parents are worried where would they stay where would they go with the thing changes here it give you that mental stress you cannot sleep at times there are also times that we have emotional stress that would cripple us People have hurt us in the past and it's still lingering in, in our heart instead of forgiving. We know, you know, I, I stand here and telling people to forgive, but in reality, at the hang here, sometimes I forgive. Because sometimes that thing would come into our heart, but I remember. And this, the Bible says 77 times, seven times you forgive. Emotionally, you remember. I remember you nag-utang sayo, nag-away sayo. Sometimes we have that is we are emotionally crippled because of the loss of a loved one. And those things can cripple us. At times we are even crippled physically. At times we feel sick. We got illness and so on. You know, it reveals that man is helpless without God. Christians are not exempted from trial and tribulation. It is part of, of our spiritual journey. And there will be moments that we will be helpless and hopeless. But remember this, we should never forget 
to call upon the Lord. And if you notice in our text, this layman was sitting outside the temple. And we did not read in the scripture whether he called upon the name of the Lord. But there are times we come here, we listen to God's word, but once we go, we, we don't cry out to God. You know, there is a danger that we can be contented with the things that's happening and comfortable like this layman. He resigned to any possible help. He resigned to any possible miracle. He just, ganun na lang. And there's a danger of just being there, unable to move. Last Thursday, we have an AG training in prayer. And the speaker gave, uh, Pastor Calvin gave a quote. And it's very encouraging. And he says this, read together. It's okay not to be okay. Even Christian, it's okay not to be okay. But it's not okay if we stay that way. The layman stayed that way. Even though he's beside the temple. He's okay with it. He just look upon his helplessness, his condition. But I pray that we will not stay there. And then, but trust in the Lord. You know, as we continue on and read the text, out of God's mercy and grace, this lame man was healed. You look here in verse 4 to 7, it says here, And Peter directed his gaze at him, and he did not, and as did John, and said, look at us. And then verse 7, and he looked, and he took him by the right hand and raised him up. You notice how the layman responded. He did not say, no, no, he did not reject it. He was just being carried and he just followed. He received it by faith. Therefore, in the second point, in spite of our helpless state, May we always respond in faith, trusting Jesus with our situation and condition. In verse 6, it says here, But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. The layman taught, that his solution can be found in silver and gold. But what he really needs is a move of God in his life. At times, we are the same. We will look for silver and gold and forget to look upon the Lord and respond in faith. You know, when Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk, he said it with great awe and reverence in his heart. He said it with trust and hope, with anticipation and expectation. We don't know whether he shouted, rise up and walk. We don't know. Or maybe he, didn't, maybe he said, rise up and walk. We don't know. But there's something in his words because the, it is not in his words that has the power. But the power is in Jesus Christ. 
It's, it's not just a statement, but a command, an expression of Christ's authority. There's weight in power in it. When we say in Jesus' name, there is power. We sing about God's power. There's power in His name. We sing about it. But often we forget. When we pray in Jesus' name, we often forget that there is power in His name. Sometimes we just treat it as full stop. Pag matatapos na prayer, technique in Jesus' name, tapos na. But have you ever come back, Lord, what does it mean? When we say in Jesus' name, what does it mean? Sometimes we will treat in Jesus' name as magical words. But the attitude is not there. When we pray in Jesus' name, we pray with an expectation that God answers prayer. That Lord, you are the God who answers prayer. When we pray in Jesus' name, we pray with authority, asking God the Father to act upon our prayers because we come by faith in the name of His Son, Jesus. When we pray, we pray with surrender. Surrender to God's sovereign will. He said, Lord, you are a God who heals today, but yet I still surrender to you. That you are the God who can do great things, but yet I trust you. Let your will be done. And when we pray, it demonstrates our faith in God's power and promises. There's a words that Jesus encourages disciples. He said in John 14, Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Sometimes we miss to look at this kind of text. Because there's a fine line in being in, in the line of prosperity gospel. One time I was walking with somebody. Biglang naglalakad sa car park. Nakita niya Mercedes Benz. In Jesus name, akin to. Is it the will of God? First thing, when you pray in the mighty name of Jesus, you know it is in line to His will. It is in line to His purpose. It is in line that would, it always would bring glory to Him, not to yourself, not to your selfish need, but it always brings glory to God. Church, may we capture with reverence and awe when we pray in the mighty name of Jesus what it really meant. Not just a full stop of our prayer because there's power in His name. You know, one possible hindrance for us to respond in faith is because we began to trust in our resources. Like this layman, he trusts in, in silver and gold. And he forget. And like the layman, we tendently look at silver and gold. That's the solution. And we tendently forget that God's way is higher than our way. We have a tendency to forget that His thoughts is higher than our thoughts. We try to explain everything based on our theology and doctrine. But you know, God worked in miracle. God worked in mighty way, even today. Sometimes we rush to things 
and failed to pray. I thank the Lord that we were able to be with my mom the past few weeks. And we were able to go to a few churches. Sa church of the Ewoks in a big church. But living word will always be in my heart. Oh, hindi biru yun. Totoo yun. We were there. And the reason why I were there, I want to be with my mom while she's sick. And the first thing I would do is we spend time with her, brought her to her province to just make her rest. But after that is the responsibility, looking for doctors, do this, check up, check up. The first two, one week or one and a half week, my mind is the doctor, which the doctor. We went to Asian medical doctor, I think in Alabang, and that's there, the doctor, we look for there, we check up, and then suddenly he fly off. And then there's another doctor in Montelupa that we search. And sabi ng doctor, uh, yung operation ng mamang colon mo, hindi pwedeng iduktong. So kailangan may plastic siya dito forever in life. And then I said, mama, gusto mo yun? Hindi, hindi na ako pwedeng makasaya oh. So ballroom. And then we, by praise God, we managed to find a doctor in Manila. But during that time when I was searching for doctor, my mind is finding the best doctor. But I forget the best doctor is above. There. But my God is God who heals. But a God who hears prayer. That God is there that will just move in my mom's life, in my family's life. That in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, if it's your will, Lord, let it be done. Heal my mom. Sometimes our mind is, where should I get the finances? Where should I check which the best doctor? And so on. And we fail to look upon the Lord. We look at the silver and gold. But what we really need is the hand of God in our life. The beautiful thing in this story, the Lord moved. And as the lame man have faith in verse chapter 36, 16, it says, in his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect help in the presence of you all. As he, this man responded in faith, as this man responded in humility, he experienced God's healing touch. And this lame man was healed and made whole. And look what happened with this lame man. He says here, And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet, his ankles were made strong. Para nagwawabol-wabol pa siya. Whoa! Ano to? And leaping up, he stood and began to walk. And what? He entered the temple. Once he's outside the temple, now he's inside the temple. What is he doing? Walking and leaping and praising God, thanking God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And recognized him. This is the person who is lame sitting. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. The lame man made whole stood for the first time. He stood for the first time. 
Baka na first time niya experience yung gravity. Whoa, may gravity. First time he stood. First time he walked. It is his first time to live. And his first time to enter the temple. And I'm not sure whether he praises God before, but in this text, he praises God. This layman experienced the power of God. Now he's able to walk and he responds with joy, with praises, lifting up the name of Jesus. Lifting the name of God, he honored God and responded with thankfulness. And you know, the people who thought and looked at him, neglected him and devalued him, they were amazed. Because God healed him. And now, he's bringing God glory. These lame men were made whole. And it reveals God's power and might. And his life became a testimony of his glory. So last point, in our helplessness, God intervened. And as God intervened, may our life be a testimony of his glory. And if you would follow through the story, you know, he's, he continued on walking with Peter in John. In chapter 3, verse 11, sabi dito, and while he clung to Peter in John, susunod-sunod taklang, BFF agad. And people were uttered and astounded and run together. And later part in chapter 4, you notice Peter in John was taken away and they were questioned. The lame man was with them. You see, God is using this man. This lame man. To lift up the name of Jesus. So that more people will know the saving knowledge of God. There are times, brother and sister, that we will be crippled. We might not understand why. But as we surrender it to the Lord... Let his purpose and will be done in our life. And when he restores and when he comforts and when he heals, may we use it to bring honor to him so that more people will know who Jesus is. Amen? I was reading this verse. 2 Corinthians 1.4, it says, Who comforts us in all affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. The Lord sometimes allows us to go to that fire. So those at time when we are over that fire, we can help those who are going through that fire. Look at this layman's, this layman's life. Out of a hopeless situation, God turned it around to give hope to others. And as a result of that, in Acts chapter 4, verse 4, it says, But many of those who have heard the word believe, and the number of men came to about 5,000. Just one lame man, healed by God, used him to be an arrow to point to Jesus. You know, as a summary, these particular texts have many layers, beautiful layers. It speaks of our helpless condition. It speaks of how we should respond in faith and how it should be 
the end result in our life in salvation. You see, we have been crippled by our sinful nature. But the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8, by, by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not your own doing, it's a gift of God. As we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, God took you out from darkness to a marvelous light so you will declare it's marvelous of Him. Kaya graduates, it's not an accident that you are graduating SOL today. God has a purpose for you. And may you use what you learn, what you experience in your walk with the Lord so that more people will get to know Jesus. Amen? At times, we are crippled with situation, mental, emotional, and struggle in life. But may we respond in calling upon Him, trusting Him. In Psalms 91, 15 says, He will call upon me and I will answer Him. I will be with Him in troubles. I will rescue Him and honor Him. You know, one beautiful thing of this is all points. We are made new and whole to declare God's grace and mercy to those who are lost. As I close, I just want to share a short testimony. When we were back there, I, would manage, I was mani managed to minister to, to a small care group. And I was able to minister to, to this Bible study. Bible study ni mama. Yung mama ko nasa left. Yung walang letter. And this mama said, you know, make your mama proud. And when my mama said, sali ka sa, care group, sa Bible study namin. Oh, sige. And that, sabi niya na, like Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, sali ka. And then man, Wednesday morning, sabi sa akin, ikaw magtuturo, ha? Ano mo ako magtuturo? Sabi ako magtuturo? Eh, ikaw pastor eh. Ito naman ni mama, bakit pastor ako palagi magtuturo? And, okay. So what I did, I went to the Bible and, and look at the schedule, ano yung preach ko this today. And I look, and the person who gave that preaching topic today is brother, Pastor Ray. And I look at the text, healing. I struggled because of what's happening to my mom. I struggled. I wanted to text him, Brother Ray, pwede bang i-change? Because it seems that I couldn't preach this because I'm struggling inside. But I just prayed, Lord, help me. Teach me by your grace. Help me. So I prepare on, on the topic of healing, of trusting God. So I went there having that sermon notes I have. And as I sit there, I thought I would bless them. I realized they blessed me more. Why is that? Because the person in A, I did not put the name there. She had an accident. Her husband died. But yet she continued on in faith because she trusted the Lord. You know, sometimes healing or restoration, we have an idea. But at times, God has His own idea how God will heal you. How God will restore you. But you know, he, she became deep in God's Word. 
even though he lost his husband in an accident, she continued on trusting God. The person in B, she was rushed to the hospital because she have heart. Puro masasakit, no? Ewan ko bakit ganyan ang uso sa Pilipinas. Person in B, she was rushed in the hospital because she, she have a heart attack. She had a heart attack. And the only time that she received Jesus as her Lord and Savior when she wake up because she experienced God's power in her life while she's in hospital. Let her be. Best friend ni mama yan. Dati kaaway niya. Ngayon magkaya group na sila. And the letters, the lady, let us see, she's a person na her son was, was sick and she has to rush to the hospital but she don't have money. And she was complaining to me about that particular hospital, PGH ba? And they were asking for more money, money first before Pasok. And she, she just prayed, Lord, help me, Lord. And God provided. You know, I was sitting there and I, my mom, deep in my heart, my mom crying, but I was tight. I was there, Lord, thank you because you're reminding me that you are a God who is real. You know, at times we, we, we always think that, you know, our faith, our faith, our faith deepens and it's strengthened when we go through fire. Not just in our books. Yes, we learn God's word. We learn, we embrace that, that during good times we meditate on God's word so that when we are in the fire, we know Him. But our faith deepened and strengthened we are when we are in fire. And that's what I'm learning today. I know, I, 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 I preach about trusting God. It's, it's, it's one thing to preach to people trusting God when everything is fine. But it's another to preach trusting God when you're going to fire. And it humbles me. And I said, Lord, your grace, I trust you. I like this quote by the millennials today. Hashtag, struggle is real. <laughs> but the world will say this. They will end with this. But as people of God, yet my God is more real. If God is more real, remember, He has power to heal and save. Remember, brother and sister, rise up and walk. Trust in the Lord. Do not let fear control you, but faith. Do not let the fact manipulate your mind, but walk in truth. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. We thank you, Lord that we have seen our helpless state, our helpless condition. Be because without you, we cannot continue on. So we thank you, Lord, as you reveal, Lord, and expose our need of you. Lord, may respond in faith, trusting in your promises and in your word, in your character. May we remember that you are a God of yesterday, today, tomorrow that you are our provider, that you are our protector, Lord God, that you are our healer, our savior. And as you move in our lives, Lord, like the layman that you have restored 
in perfect condition. Lord, may I respond, O God, by declaring your goodness, by declaring your faithfulness, by declaring who you are in this generation, Lord God. So we thank you. Have your way in our lives, O God. Salamat, Panginoon. Hallelujah. As the head bow and eyes are closed, I just would like to pray. I just would like to pray for those who are crippled by situation or struggling in life. And sometimes you just want to give up. If that, you just raise your hand and I'm going to pray for you. If the Lord is steering you, Lord, thank you for the hand, sister. Thank you for that hand. The Lord sees your hand. You know you're struggling. And sometimes you want to keep up. Lord, you see the hands of our sisters and brothers in this place who's lifted up. Lord, I pray that you increase their faith in you. As they pray, Lord, may your presence be felt. At the same time, Lord, may your word, Lord, be so alive in them, trusting in you. And Lord, at times that they are crippled by situation, let your word be so alive as you still telling them, rise up and walk. Rise up and walk in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that we will experience the power in your name, not just the song we sing, but experience in our daily lives, Lord, that you are a God of miraculous and that would work mightily. So bless my sisters and brothers, Lord, as we're going to tough time. Encourage them. Heal them. Rescue them, oh Lord. Remind us that you are our God, our refuge and strength, our very present help in trouble. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's all stand and just thank the Lord for his faithfulness and just sing this song as we end. Finalists. Find rest. This is
us people are panicking may you teach us to be still in you and to call upon you trusting in your promises in your ways salamat Panginoon in Jesus name we pray Amen, amen. May we give the Lord a clap offering and invite all of us.